It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Stars podcast brought to you by Built Bar. Happy Wednesday to all of you tuning in, all of you listening along with my co-host Kenneth Nash of NolanWrighton.com on the fan side of network. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com, bringing you some Wednesday Locked On Stars action. Kenneth, how are we doing? It's the middle of the week here. Uh, it, this week's actually gone by pretty quickly to me, at least to me it has. Yeah, I mean, I think this is uh, this is the first time we maybe recorded an episode like before we were actually going to put it out. As Josh lifts Deke up to his uh, his dog up to he's, say hello, he's licking my foot. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know what to do either. Josh, Stop. I don't have a dog. All right, I'm hiding so, them. All right, we're good. You're hiding your feet. Yes, they're gone. They're out of picture. Out of the out of sight. Um, out of mind. Well, I, I forgot what the question was. Oh, the, the week's going by week. pretty quickly. Yeah, sure. It's almost it's Wednesday. I mean, we're we're almost technically. I'm gonna well, let's not lie, Kenneth. We're recording this on Tuesday you night. You filthy. We're recording lie. this on Tuesday night. I'm <laughs> I'm owning up to it now. It's better to ask for permission than for no. No, it's for, better to ask forgiveness than for permission. Well, I, technically, I think it's better to ask permission than forget. I think that's just <laughs> the anti way of saying. I don't know. Regardless, no. The the saying though is it's better to ask for forgiveness than to ask. For permission. I know, but it is doesn't it make more sense to. It's better to ask for permission first than do something wrong and then ask for forgiveness. Maybe. I don't but know. But if they're going to say no anyways, you might as well just ask it for It depends on if you like rules or not, I think. That's what it boils down to. Do you like rules or do you like breaking the rules? So regardless, happy Wednesday to all of you. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all <coughs> continuing to stay safe. We've got a good show lined up for you today, primarily talking about number 45 or on the Dallas Stars roster or potentially not on the Dallas Stars roster. We'll talk about all the Roman Polak news uh, that especially they broke on Monday morning that's been talked about over the past few days within the Stars media realm. We'll also get to our NHL 20, or we'll also talk about what that could possibly mean for the Dallas Stars, not only in this season, but in the seasons to come. And we'll get to our NHL 20 player updates, as we always do to close out each show. Kenneth, not sure. Kenneth and I actually haven't talked much about how our our players have done over the past few games, but we'll get to that soon. We don't we don't need pre-updates. We'll get them live. It'll be better for our reactions. It'll be better. Not well. <laughs> oh, not well over in Newark. Well, I've been I've been fine. We just we we're not the Devils are not but, doing well. Yes. Well, I I've, I'm doing really well in Anaheim, but once again, I, I things are starting to take a turn for maybe not so great in the long run. But we'll talk about that later. For now, though, Kenneth, let's start this episode off by talking about the biggest news. In the Dallas Stars world over the past week, Monday morning, story came out. I believe Sean Shapiro was the first of the Stars media members on it. A story actually posted on a website from the Czech Republic. A story uh, written claiming that Roman Polak, obviously as we know, Dallas Stars defenseman for the past two seasons, had signed a three-year deal that would begin in the 2020-2021 season with... H.C. Vitkovice. And I looked that up before the episode. Kenneth knows. He heard the pronunciation in the <laughs> He's background. He's been about five minutes practicing I that looked up the Czech alphabet to make sure I was pronouncing each syllable correctly. So Vitkovice. 
Regardless, can a three three year contract? <laughs> let's get over let's get over Vitka Vitse for a minute and let's talk about the fact that th- this is big news, Kenneth, because yeah. after after tr- using Google Translate, trying to figure out what Roman Polak said in the interviews, why he was signing, there, there's a lot to unpack here. So let's just start off by talking about why he's doing this. Yeah, it's, uh, it's I mean, on the surface, before we even dive into kind of his, his comments about this year uh, and the remainder of this year, uh, it's it could, the news that he's going to sign and play in the Czech Republic next year carries some weight um yeah. carries some weight overall just because uh, obviously the stars would be are already kind of having to figure out their plans for next season uh with their blue line pairings and and, the and fact roman, that roman was, was going to be a free agent uh, yep yeah was going to be a free agent but it wasn't necessarily a lock that they weren't going to try to re-sign him now we know that he's not going to be in the nhl next year so that takes a potential option off the board when you dive into some of his further comments and the translation uh, translations of these these comments made. It's really interesting uh, how this has kind of all played out. It, it clearly, uh, based on what he said, some a little bit of unrest, I guess, behind the scenes, or at least on his part, um, some frustration with with the playing time and the defensive uh, the defensive rotation. Yeah. Um, and and obviously, it's it's gonna it's I guess the best way to put it is it's, it's gonna cause a decision for him uh, if the if the return to play format happens. Yeah. And so that obviously, as as we know, and there's still a lot that has to be decided regarding NHL player, all NHL player contracts for this season, which would potentially expire July 1st. If the return to play does happen and they're playing through to September or whenever, some, some leeway is going to have to be given, some exemptions, whatever the case, some extensions, whatever is going to have to happen. Those decisions are still being made by the NHL and the NHL Players Association. But yeah, Kenneth, like you mentioned, it, not really sure if Roman Polak would have come back to the Dallas Stars or not in the offseason had the season not been paused due to the coronavirus pandemic, had July 1st rolled around. Not really sure. He's 34 years old, so obviously still has a couple good years of hockey left him, and at least. I mean, most, most players that he's been in the league 14 seasons, most players have at least, you know, three or four more years left in him before they think about retirement, depending on a, a variety of different scenarios. But and a variety of different uh, situations. But not knowing whether the Stars would have re-signed him or not, now knowing that the Stars will not re-sign him, because as he said in the article, uh, which was actually through Google Translate, the quote came out to be, uh, I am already determined to stay at home. If I really had to finish the NHL, I would go, but I will do everything to make it unnecessary. I will definitely be here, and by here he means the Czech Republic, he will be here next season. So... Czech Republic for a three-year contract and Kenneth we we like you mentioned he does have some frustration he talked about having some frustration which while he and Andre Sekera obviously when Steven Johns returned to the lineup and became a mainstay in the lineup in late Jan- he returned January 18th but really became a mainstay in the lineup in early February where he was back 100% you know no more restrictions playing full-time obviously Andre Sekera and Roman Polak became the 6th and 7 D-man that rotated out every game. And, you know, Roman put it into perspective. As he said, it, when Stephen Johns came back into the lineup, uh, I'm looking for the exact quote, when Stephen Johns started playing again after a two-year break, they gave him big ice time. Our coach told me and Andre Sekera that we would be rotating. I play one game, Andre plays the other. It was difficult to find motivation because it doesn't matter how well or how badly I play, I won't play next game in any case 
and Andre had the same opinion as me. Sometimes I was sitting on the bench asking myself, what am I doing here? I don't want to be here. And so, Kenneth, that's that's blunt, but at the same time, it's truthful, and it, it speaks to the price that you have to pay when you carry that many veteran NHL defensemen, that many veteran talents, and you only have so many spots in a lineup that can be used on a nightly basis and have to be and to a point can't even be earned anymore simply because you're trying to cycle so many guys in yeah it's obviously when when johns came back we talked about the defensive rotation and how that was going to look and how they were going to have to figure that out and uh you know i think one thing you do have to do is you have to credit uh Roman Polak for the way he's handled himself this year because I mean let's be honest these are pretty blunt comments and and especially the one the, the stark one is the you know him talking about sitting on the bench and wondering what am I doing here I don't want to be here and I mean for him to have that kind of internal feelings and it wasn't really projected uh, into the public eye I mean this was kind of these new these these comments came kind of out of nowhere I think is actually a credit to some professionalism on his part yeah. um, you know for, from a from a veteran's perspective you you do have to understand. Uh, and kind of feel for where he's coming from. I mean, he, he, he made a good point. He said, I knew whether I played well one night or, or poorly one night, I wasn't going to play the next night anyways, yeah. uh, more more likely than not. And I think that for a player like him who's already on the fringe of the, the defensive pairings, to not really have that incentive to say the more the better you play, the more you play, really takes a lot of the – a lot of the energy out of their play, uh, and and for him and Secker to know that they're trading off every night, uh, pretty much barring an injury or, or something, you know, you know something changing, there wasn't a whole lot to play for besides, I guess, winning. But but even then, these guys these guys are internalized their energy by being com- competitive. They want to compete. You know you can't, yeah, yeah, and when you know you can't compete for a spot because there's only one spot for two people, and and you're just going to share it. That's got to be frustrating. Yeah. And definitely lots more to unpack on the Roman Polak situation. We'll get to that in just a minute. Right now, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we will talk more about how Polak's decision may affect the Stars this year and why he's making this decision, as well as how the Stars may end up handling it when Lockdown Stars podcast continues in a moment. All right, guys, you know what time it is. It's time to talk about Built Bar, and rightly so. We've been talking about Built Bar for almost two full months now. One of the best protein bars, the ideal protein bar for anyone in the market for one right now. Ideal protein bar of choice, 16 amazing flavors. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and unlike most protein bars, it's not only tasty, and there's not only a ton of flavors to choose from, but they're also healthy, so 16 amazing flavors. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, but they're also healthy. They're not chalky and grainy, but they also give you the right amount of protein, the the low amount of calories. They're great for the health-conscious guy or girl. If you're trying to lose or even maintain your weight while indulging in a delicious treat, you've got to try out Built Bar. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. And like I said, lots of different flavors. Make sure to go to the website, BuiltBar.com, to check out all those amazing flavors. And they're actually having a great sale right now. There's 50% off almost everything. You've got, you can take 15% off one box. If you order two boxes, you get 30% off. Four or more boxes, you get 50% off. Inventory closeout, up to 50% off everything at www.BuiltBar.com. And it's for a good cause. 
for a limited time, 100% of the profits from 8 million bars will be, de will be donated to organizations that support education, poverty, equality, and ending hate and racism. So make sure to go and check it out at BuiltBar.com. Also, as always, the Locked On special is still running. At checkout, use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your first order. So that's $10 plus up to 50% in savings and a great deal on a great protein bar. Make sure to go check it out, www.BuiltBar.com. Have you ever seen an NHL player get off a team bus and think to yourself, gosh, I wish I could dress that nice? Well, with Indochino, you can. Indochino makes fully customized suits that don't require a trip to the tailor to get that perfect fit. Recently, I was shopping for a new dress shirt for my upcoming wedding, and when I decided to go with the Hyde Herringbone shirt, I was blown away at all the customization options I had. I could change the type of collar, cuffs, and even decide whether or not I wanted a chest pocket, all while being incredibly affordable, especially given the quality of the product I was getting. New colors, fabrics, and outerwear styles are added regularly too, so it's easy to create your next look. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code NHL to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at INDOCHINO.com with code NHL. Back here, the Locked On Stars podcast. Happy Wednesday, or as Kenneth and I would be saying at this current moment, happy Tuesday. But you'll be listening to it on Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to all of you. Hope you're all doing well, staying safe. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com, joined by Kenneth Nash, the side expert at NolanWrighton.com. We're talking Roman Pollock and his decision to sign a three-year contract overseas in a Czech hockey league that will start in the 2020-2021 season. Kenneth and I began unpacking it in the last block. And Kenneth, we've, we've already gotten to why Roman was thinking about doing this. And, and really, in his comments, it wasn't ill will necessarily towards the stars or towards the coaching decisions. It was simply, he just wants to play. He's a hockey player. And he, he wants to get out of the NHL. He wants to go home. He wants to enjoy time in the Czech Republic, especially he's got a family also, and especially with how different this the next few months could look in terms of the NHL's return to play format. Yeah, I th when I read the comments, I interpreted I mean, they were blunt, sure, but I, I interpreted it more as this is a veteran who's been around the league for a long time who kind of knows what his role is in the league currently, which is going to be that third-pairing defenseman, potentially seventh defenseman in the NHL right now. <clears throat> and I think it's just one of those things that he goes, when he's weighing that up against being around family, being back home, playing probably more regularly in the Czech Republic, yeah. he goes, you know, I think I would rather prefer to be home and playing there. And I think I think a period like this has is, is caused a lot of players to kind of weigh up where, where their playing careers fall in their priority list. And I think for him, his priority is family and, and staying healthy and, and being home in the Czech Republic. And I don't think you can fault him for that. No, uh, It does seem like this is probably something that he's been considering for a while this season. Um, just based off of just based off of how the, the comments came across, 
But you know, I don't. You can never fault somebody for just wanting to play in their home country, right? No. That's that's yeah. not really anything to fault anybody for. And I think I think he was just giving an honest interview about where he's at in all of this right now. Yeah, and especially after a 14-year career uh, in the NHL, starting in 06-07 with the St. Louis Blues, spending a few years there, then going to the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, playing a short stint with the San Jose Sharks that included the run to the Stanley Cup Final in 2016, then going back to Toronto, and then eventually landing in Dallas in 2018-19. And Kenneth, I remember when the Stars signed, I actually wrote about this on Blackout Dallas on Tuesday morning, (coughs) when the Stars signed him on July 1st, 2018, not a lot of people understood why, because they were just coming off of the Ken Hitchcock year, which while they didn't make the playoffs, there were heavy upgrades on defense. Stars finished sixth, tied for sixth in lowest goals against average goals against per game played in the NHL. And they had that young core of Essel and Dell, John Klingberg, Miro Haskin was coming up as a rookie. Steven Johns still hadn't the his status had not been revealed just yet. They had no idea he wasn't going to be able to play for the next year and a half. So signing Roman Polak didn't really seem like it didn't really seem like it had a a massive upside. It more of seemed just like a depth move, if any, at at the very most. And then he comes in, plays 77 games, fills that void that was left by Stephen John's absence. He's that rugged, physical defenseman that can guard the front of the net, that can clear out, that can be a strong presence and use his body, use his size to be a shutdown force in the defense zone. And he was also a great mentor to Miro Haskinen. But this year, as you mentioned, once Steven Johns returns, it, it got a little difficult cycling in and out of the lineup. I think I calculated over the pat, over the final 22 games where Steven Johns was healthy, Roman Pollock played in 14 of those games, and he, he registered no points, which obviously he's not known for points, but he registered a minus 11, Kenneth. And so that's kind of telling also that if, if the numbers, and while plus minus isn't the most telling stat in the NHL, having a minus 6 on the season, but... So that means he had a plus five at some point, Kenneth, before those four, those final 14 games, and then downsized to a minus 11 over that 14-game span. You could tell it may have been taking a toll on him mentally throughout that time. Yeah, I think it is, and I think <clears throat> I think it, it might have been. And, and when you look at Polak and, and kind of um, what he brings to the team, obviously he's a, he's a steady defensive defenseman. That's, that's yeah. the best way to put it. You know, he's not... He's not necessarily the flashy, you know, flying around the defensive zone, breaking up play or anything like that, but he's usually in position. He usually is, is doing his best to cut off passing lanes, and then he's a great shot blocker. And I think yeah. I think if you look at, look at what could happen, obviously he did make comments about, you know, he's not really super keen on coming back if there's a return to play. Right. Um, and the Stars and him will have to sort all that out. Uh, but if, if, he, if he doesn't come back, that's where the Stars are going to miss him is in the shot-blocking side of things. If you look at his stats this year, 94 blocked shots in 41 games. That was the highest shot block per game average of any of the Stars' defensemen, second yeah. on the team total behind Essel and Dell, who had 127. And I think that shot-blocking is what's that's where they're going to have obviously they're going to have to fill that void. But I think what's so what was so nice about that is when you have a third-pairing defenseman who can re- regularly, couldn't, I was about to say religiously, regularly. Well, it could be both, who knows? <laughs> sure, he, maybe blocking shots is a religion to him. But regularly <laughs> block shots at, as you're on your third pairing. <laughs> that, <laughs> Josh no, is laughing. That, that would fit, honestly. I could see <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. I could see it. <laughs> you're going to make me lose one. I had this great point. And keep going, keep going. R- r- <laughs> no, 
But your third pairing, when you have guys that can block shots like he can regularly, they're in the shooting lane. Yeah. That's that's such an invaluable thing to have. You he, he know he's not going to create a ton offensively, but it's rare that he's caught off uh, or he's you know he's not he's always putting in the full effort, and that's what they're going to have to replace if he doesn't come back. And even next year, when he's not back, they're going to have to figure out where that comes from. Obviously, Essen Lindell's blo- shot blocking has gone up a tick this year. Uh, Miro Haskinen's done a good job as well. Andre Sekiro is a pretty good shot blocker, not quite to the level of Pollock. So they've got the guys, but I mean, when you talk about Pollock was blocking over two shots per game, um, that's a pretty impressive stat and, and something they're going to have to figure out if he does not come back for the return to play format. Yeah, and and will the stars? The, there's talk that the stars. Uh, Jim Neal uh, comments <clears throat> to Sean Shapiro and Matt DeFranks said that he didn't really know this was coming. This this news surprised him on Monday morning, but that they may end up. You know, if he doesn't want to come back to play, especially with the state that our world's in right now, that's his choice. Neal said he's not going to hold any ill will. So will that become a you know mutual termination of a contract? Possibly that's a that's a way to go. Uh, it's but really it's Pollock said he does not want to come back, and you can't really force him to come back under these conditions if the NHL ever does get to drop the puck. So if he does not come back, and we've seen the last of Roman Pollock, a year and a half of of obviously Stars fans held differing opinions of him at certain times, but yeah. a year and a half of being a steady force in the bottom four on defense and, you know, being a veteran leader, like you said, a shot blocker, penalty killer. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I think that's that's his if legacy, if you want to call yeah. it with the stars, is is the impact. I mean, obviously it's it's not as tangible, but the impact he had on what's an incredibly young defensive core when he got right. there in, in Lindell and they had Haskinen and Klingberg. Uh, obviously, Alexiak came back. I mean, those are all guys under 30 years old. Stephen Johns, under 30. So, I mean, it was a young group, all under 27, actually. Yeah. Um, and so for him to be in there, I think I think played a little bit of a role just from a leadership perspective. I think so. And if he does, if he does, if this is the last we've seen of Roman Pollock, you assume that Andre Sekera slots in, that adds some more consistency to the Dallas Blue Line, which should be a positive, especially in a weird playoff situation. But obviously, we'll talk Plenty more about that down the road as more information is unveiled uh, regarding the status of Roman Pollock and the Dallas Stars defense as a whole and the NHL's return to play format. Still a lot of question marks in the air. We'll get to them as they are answered day by day. So how we're taking it, folks. But for now, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we will talk about the NHL 20, uh, or I guess Kenneth and I's NHL 20 virtual my pros. We'll talk about the successes and failures that have been had over the past few games in Newark, New Jersey, and Anaheim, California. But before we go to break, we definitely want to talk about the Locked On Podcast Network and their stand against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000 To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. Josh, as you know, there's an ever-increasing number of vehicle makes out there. No. We've gone through them. There's Ford. Okay. There's Kia. Okay, we got two. Hyundai. Toyota. Hyundai. Fiat. Chevy. Dodge. Honda. Cadillac, Lexus, Mercedes-Benz, Volkswagen. I, we're Ferrari. just rattling them off at this point. And all these brands. Do you have a Ferrari and all these vehicle in your garage, makes, Kenneth? 
Yes. 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 That's what I have at yes. 23 years old, fresh out of college. We both do. Assistant, is a Ferrari. <laughs> and all these vehicle makes, all these vehicle makes have tons of models as well. And with all of that, it's impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional state store, a traditional storefront. Why endure po- pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the counterman orders the parts behind his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to RockAuto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can use, then use for other important things like the mortgage, important, or food, also important. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? When you can go to rockauto.com, get these same name brand parts, choose from a number of different brands, and get them at a wonderful price. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional and me- professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. Rockauto.com offers always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what market will bear. Rockauto.com's for everybody. It does not require membership or account logon. Uh, rockauto.com family-owned business well nothing better than a good family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or your daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and while you're there in their how did you hear about us section right in locked on let us know let them know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cash Back Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Back here, the Locked On Stars podcast, wrapping up this Wednesday episode. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com. Joined, as always, by Kenneth Nash, my co-host, the side expert, NolanWrighton.com. Kenneth, we've we've talked about Roman Polak. I'm sure we'll be talking about Roman Polak more in the coming weeks and months. Uh, not only yeah. because content is a little few and far between, or or good Dallas Stars content is few and far between over the past few months, but also because this is a a an intriguing situation. Roman Polak's is an intriguing situation that could be could be held or an idea that could be held by other NHL players, not just Roman Polak. Yeah. Uh, especially in the returning to play in such a hasty format and not wanting to try risk injury through a three-week training camp after three months off. A lot that goes into that. We'll break more. We'll break it down more as time goes on. 
But for now, Kenneth, let's get to the end of our episode. Let's talk about our NHL 20 virtual selves. Do you want to start it or do you want me to start it? I know you may yeah, not have a ton of good news, but let's mine's hear it. Pretty, mine's pretty quick. I am back in the lineup, took on Columbus in our first game back. Uh did assist a goal in that game. We went on to lose 4-3, to three, though, in overtime. Actually, okay. it was a shootout. It was a shootout. Went, went on to lose 4-3 uh, to three in a shootout. Got, yeah, a got a point. That was a part of a six-game point streak for the team. Uh, then we took on Edmonton. And let me tell you, Edmonton is a juggernaut, uh, especially on offense with Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. They obliterated us. 7-3 to three was the final score in that game. Um, not a whole lot of highlights from my end. And then, final game of the three. Took on Vegas and lost to Vegas 5-3. to three. Did score a goal in that game, though, so got a goal back. I said that my uh, plan, or I guess my goal for uh, the remainder of the season would be to finish on 26 points. I'm now on 21. I uh, have 8 goals and 13 assists. So, Ooh. not too bad, um, but not really quite sure. Uh, how the season's going to end for the team as a whole. Things are not going very well. Well, at, at the end of the day, you're a year away from free agency. Well, I'm, it's not that, I mean, I'm not mad at the Devils. I just get, I get frustrated because it feels sometimes <laughs> like my teammates have you get frustrated a hockey lot. IQ of a dumpster fire. Yes. Well, it, it honestly, I feel like mine do too, but the only difference is we we still win a good number of games. Um, well, and and we so we, like we gave up seven goals to, to Edmonton. Yikes. We've given up a lot of goals. But if you look at like our defense is fine, our offense, our attacking, our, our is just awful. Like it's terrible. We generate almost no goals, and it's just and the passing in in the offensive zone is brutal. One of the goals we gave up against Edmonton, I got pat, I got sent a pass standing at the blue line with a guy literally inches away from me. It hit my stick. The guy ran me over, picked up the puck, skated in, breakaway on the goalie, shot, rebound, got the rebound, and scored. Like it was, and Just so it's, it's technically my fault because yep. it was a giveaway. But I was like, there was nothing I could have done. They're, as soon as the puck hit my stick, I got laid out. They are setting you up for failure, is what yeah, it sounds like, yeah. Kenneth. So yeah. regardless, free agency is a year away. Maybe y'all bounce back next year. No more injuries, and maybe you can make a run in your fi- potential final year in New Jersey. They may offer you a mega deal. Who knows? We'll see. But on the other side of the U.S. over in Orange County, played three games. Uh, I think last time I left y'all, we were on a pretty pretty solid win streak. We are 13-6-1 in our past 20 games. Uh, I think third, third or tied for second in the Pacific Division. And now... Played three games since then. And Kenneth, I'm going to start with this sentence right here. So this this is going to be an interesting one. I, I have not told Kenneth about this just yet. I told him about my performance today in my first game against the Minnesota Wild. But if you remember, in the last game I updated everybody about against the Islanders, I had my first hat trick and my first five-point night of my NHL career. In my first game today that I played right before this episode, a 9-2 win against the Minnesota Wild, Kenneth. We, we were up 6-0, I believe, late or early in the second period, we were up 6-0. And I'm, I'm not lying to you right now, Kenneth. I think for that two-game span, for that 120 minutes, I was the greatest hockey player that ever lived. <laughs> okay. Well. I had, Kenneth, 
I had 11 points in those two games. 11 that's points. Impo- that's, that's impressive. That's I, impressive. I was pretty impressed with myself. A six-point night against the Minnesota Wild. That included two goals, four assists. I had all greens on my ratings. A plus three. It was my first six-point night of my career. And like I said, 11 points in the past two games. We were toying with the Wild. I had assist after assist. Taylor Hall, Ricard Raquel, another goal to Hall. Or another assist to Hall for a goal. Jimmy Howard got pulled early in the second period for giving up six goals on 15 shots. So we win that game. We're on a wicked hot streak, 14-6-1 in the past 21. Then we play the Colorado Avalanche, which, if you remember, that's the team spent big on the offseason. Got Tuka Rask, Jordan Bennington, Alex Ovechkin. They just you know broke the bank in the previous offseason. And they're sitting atop the Central Division as a result. Third best team in the NHL when we played them. And we lost 5-3. to three. Now, we hung in tough. We were tied 3-3 three to three midway through the third period. But that top line was just ridiculous. Nathan McKinnon was toying with us. Uh, I believe Ovechkin had a goal. McKinnon had two goals. I want to say Tyson Jost had uh, a shorthanded goal. And I only had one assist and a minus two rating and a five to three loss. Then we play the Tampa Bay Lightning next, who were the best team in the NHL at the time. And we lost five to two there. Now we were down three to two with 30 seconds to go. We gave up two empty net goals while I was on the bench. So we lose five to two. I was minus one. I had one fight. That was after rolling over Nikita Kucherov. It was a it was a clean hit. Everything was fine. But yet Victor Hedman had to come and fight me. So once again, spent five minutes in the box there. We lose five to two. And so Kenneth, things are looking good. We're 39, 28, and six on the year. I am on track to beat both of my goals that we set in the previous uh, podcast. I have 19 goals, and I set it for the mark for 20. So, got I think uh, that's now nine more games to get one goal to hit the 20-goal mark, and then nine more games to get five more points to hit the 60-point mark on the season. We're sitting in second place. It's a, it's, it, you know, it's a dead heat, really, from second to fourth place in the Pacific uh, or actually, I'm sorry, we're sitting in third now with 84 points. The Coyotes are in second with 86. The Oilers are in fourth with 83. So at, we're all kind of clumped together. It's going to be an interesting race to the end. We have a, Our game against the Oilers is next. We play the Oilers next uh, at home, and that's obviously one point separating us in the standings. So should be a big game. Could have heavy implications on where we finish in the playoff race in the 2021 Stanley Cup playoff race and how we enter the postseason. So other than that, can't complain over here in Orange County. Maybe you should come join us, Kenneth. It does. It's, it sounds like things are going well. Our next game is actually at Anaheim. Oh, so, you can come see the uh, Honda we'll Center. See, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, well, uh, besides that, Kenneth, that's about all we've got for our Wednesday episode. So I, I'm going to leave the floor to you to wrap this thing up before we – uh, pause our recording, stop our recording, and turn on Warzone and go and get frustrated as, as late we into do the night. Regularly. Yep, go get frustrated up to <laughs> one in the morning. <laughs> Maybe not one, but we'll say like twelve thirty. Yeah. Uh, well, as always, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. We show up in your feed every time a new episode drops. Hit subscribe and follow. That's uh, We want to get those followers up on Twitter as we're getting ready back into this return to play uh, so we can interact with you more. We'll be doing some mailbags right before uh, the season starts back, assuming it does start back. So make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnStars. You can also follow our personal accounts. I'm at Kenneth underscore Nash. 
19 and Josh is at Josh underscore Clark zero two. It's usually just me that uh, determines when we finish Warzone because I just I get killed, which I think is very unfairly, and I just say I'm done. I'm done, and I just I just put my <laughs> controller down and I just walk away. I say I'm done, and Kenneth is forced to finish the game on his own. But once again, hope you're all staying well. Hope you're all staying safe. We'll have plenty more content throughout the rest of this week. Talk a little more about Roman Paul. Talk a little bit more about the return to play. Talk a little bit about everything else, Kenneth, and our NHL 20 virtual selves. But until then, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you soon. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.